Sometimes people look up to athletes, movie stars, politicians, people of that nature. Quite often I turn on the internet and you'll see somebody's picture there and they got some comment underneath and I always wonder, who cares? What? Why? I don't care what you think and I don't care what you look like. But they pop up there all the time and they have hundreds of thousands, if not millions of followers. People look up to those kind of people. Maybe you look up to those kind of people. Sometimes people's heroes are flashy. They're at the top of their profession in music, acting, or in sports. They're rich. They have a lot of money. They're beautiful. And they can shoot a basketball from the three-point line at the last second of the game and win the game. Makes them a hero. They got all the moves. They look cool. Some of our heroes are supposed to be positive role models. Like I said, a lot of people look up to some of these individuals, but then something happens in their life. And there's a scandal. And all of a sudden, they're out of the picture. They're no longer a role model. I used to think that I was pretty cool myself. When I was a young man growing up, I thought I was cool. And then I had kids, and my kids made sure I knew that I was so uncool. And when you have children, those children turn into teenagers. And all of a sudden, you don't even know what cool is. You don't even know what it means. You don't dress cool. You don't act cool. You don't even say all the cool things. You don't even talk about the cool people. You talk about people that you knew when you were younger. You hear things like, Mom, you're not going to wear that. And please don't say anything when my kids or my friends are around. Just, you know... Kind of stay out of the way. You hear things like people or your kids say, Mom and Dad, other people's moms and dads are cool. Why can't you be like them? Or you'll hear things such as, How come we can't go see that movie? Everybody else is seeing it. Why can't we do that? You hear some of those things? As my dad used to say, this means yes, and this means no. I realize that not all of us are in the same situation. Some of us have young children at home. Others do not. Uh, some may have grandchildren uh, in that age group. And I'm reminded uh, quite often to enjoy your grandkids while they're young because they're going to grow up and they're going to forget who you are. They're going to forget all about you. They're not going to come around. And I hear that quite often, and I hope that that's not true. But as cool as I like to think that I am, I probably will become uncool to them also someday. But it's hard not to be drawn into some of these heroes that people have. Sometimes I think that we're drawn in for all the wrong reasons. We look at them and we see their wealth and we want to be like them. We, have, we see their good moves, the things that they do. They have the sex appeal. They have the athletic ability. And so we get drawn into those things. Today is Mother's Day. Today that we celebrate our, our mothers. And I appreciate godly mothers. And we need to be thankful for our godly mothers. And that doesn't mean that everyone is perfect because we're not. 
Moms aren't perfect. They're learning too. And sometimes we're very hard on ourselves as dads and moms, but we need to understand that God has God's there to help us. And I doubt that most of you had mothers who were professional athletes or singers or actors. And I doubt most of you had a mother who was wealthy or had the perfect figure or had a million-dollar smile or wore the latest fashions out of Paris. But you had a mother who had another quality that I want to consider this morning. And that is that she was quietly faithful. Throughout the book of Proverbs, we can find several warnings about certain kinds of women. Prostitutes, adulterers, those who were contentious, wives that were nagging. But there, but what I want us to look at this morning is found in Proverbs chapter 10. And if you have your Bibles, not Proverbs chapter 10, Proverbs chapter 20, we're going to start reading at verse 10. But if you would, turn to Proverbs chapter 31. I'll get that chapter out here in a minute. Chapter 31. Because there we see that the book ends with something that King Lemieux's mother was saying is very important. Beginning in verse 10, it says, Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her, so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. She is like the merchant ship. She brings, bringeth her food from afar. She riseth also while it is yet night and giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. She considereth the field and buyeth it. With the fruit of her hands she planteth a vineyard. She girdeth her loins with strength and strengtheneth her arms. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth, out, goeth not out by night. She layeth with her hands to the spindle, and her hands hold a dish out. She stretcheth out her hand to the poor. Yea, she reaches forth her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all of her household are clothed with scarlet. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. She maketh fine linen and selleth it and delivereth girdles unto the merchants. Strength and honor and her clothing are her clothing, and shall rejoice and she shall rejoice in time to come. She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. She looketh well at the ways of her household, and eateth not of the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praiseth her. Many daughters have gone virtuously but thou excelleth them all. Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands, and let her 
own works praise her in the gates. First of all, we need to understand that this woman that is being talked about in this chapter is someone who is very valuable. Nowhere in the Scripture does it talk about her wealth. But the Bible here tells us that she's worth more than rubies. Years ago, you might remember when they were trying to figure out how much a housewife would have to be paid for all the jobs that she does. Now, they were talking in dollars and cents. I never heard them ever say, what, how, how tall would the pile of rubies have to be for a woman that is like the descriptions here in this chapter? She was far more valuable than rubies, not because of her money, but because of her value to her family. The Scripture doesn't speak of her superb beauty. The Scripture doesn't refer to her athletic ability. Well, what this passage of Scripture does describe is someone who is quietly faithful. Quite often, if you have a godly mother, she's quietly faithful. She's not tooting her own horn. She's not saying, look at what I'm doing. I've done this and I've done that. She's not saying, oh, you got to look at my body. Oh, you got to look at my... Listen to my opinion. She just faithfully goes about doing what she knows she's supposed to do. She works hard to care for her family. Really, in the world, is our society is collapsing because of the homes. Homes are not what they're supposed to be. Moms aren't doing what they should do to encourage their children to do what's right. She takes care of her home as we see in this passage of Scripture. She gets up early. She stays up late. And not only does she care about the needs of her own family, she cares about the needs of others. And how many mothers, even in this room today, took care of their own children, but when some neighbor child come over who may not have had the love or the care that they should have had at their own home, that mother extended that love and care to that individual. She cared about the needs of others. She may work a second job, but she made sure her family was clothed and fed. She kept the house up. And basically... She was quietly faithful day in, day out, month in, month out, year in, and year out. She was working hard for her family, faithfully taking care of those she loved so much. The problem is when we're growing up, we don't always appreciate all the things that she's done while she's doing it. Because we can look over there and we can see the other pasture, and you know, in that pasture, the grass is always greener. That house over there, those parents are cool. My mom's mean. She won't let me do what they're doing. She's faithful. Now I want you to take a close look at your own mom. She may not have the figure that comes from thousands of dollars of plastic surgery. 
But if the mom that you're thinking of is the woman who gave birth to you, then you bear some of the responsibility of your mother's figure. Your mom may not have the clothes that are the latest fashions. She may not be famous. She may not be rich. But there are other things that are important. Things like taking care of you when you were sick. Who stays up all night? May not get any sleep because you've got something wrong. Your stomach hurts. you got a headache. Something's wrong. Fever. Things like that that she would do without ever getting any credit for. Taking care of you, making sure that you're fed and clothed. Taking care of your home where you live. Making sure that it was clean and taken care of. Perhaps even working a job at the same time so that she could help put clothes on your back and food on the table. Did she love the Lord? That's probably a very important question. Because not all moms love the Lord. Did she have an impact on your spirituality? When you look at your life, maybe you look at your life and you say, why am I here today? Why am I in this particular worship service? Why am I in church? Is it because of your mother? No doubt. Many of us are here today because we had a quietly faithful mother. I doubt that most moms are flashy. They're not out tooting their own horn saying, look what I did. You know, I stayed up all night for little Johnny. I did all of this for my children. They just quietly go about doing it. Here's a go. Ilan Jones wrote one time that the New York Times was going to do a story on the 12 greatest women in the United States. If you were going to write an article about the 12 greatest women in the United States, who would that be? Martha Washington? Mrs. Edison? Who would it be? Who would you have on that list? Some of the people that we have today? After great consideration, the editors of the newspaper wrote, the 12 greatest women in the United States are women who have never been heard of outside of their own home. Are moms important? Yes, they are. Let me ask you a question. Who was greater? Thomas Edison or his mother? You see, when Thomas Edison was young, I read that a teacher had sent him home with a note which read, Your child is dumb. We can't do anything with him. Mrs. Edison wrote back, You do not understand my boy. I will teach him myself, and she did. And we have seen the results of all the things that he was able to accomplish. 
quietly faithful is something that is very important. After a closer look, do you get the impression that your mom was quietly faithful? Well, then you should know that she needs to hear those words. You need to show her appreciation not just today, but every day. Don't wait till you're at some funeral home to say, my mom was great. You tell her now. In Proverbs chapter 31, verse 28, the family of the woman that is being talked about here, her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praiseth her. So kids, if you have a mother who is faithful, you should rise up and call her blessed. You should be thankful for that. You know, many times we don't appreciate what we have in our homes, especially in Christian homes. Because sometimes our kids are growing up and they're over at their friend's house and they see what they're able to do and they come home, why can't we do those things? And I always try to remind our children that guess what? It's great to know that you don't have to worry about if you, if you have godly parents, you don't have to worry about dad coming home drunk. You don't have to worry about mom swearing and smacking you upside the head just because she's angry one day because something didn't go right. You need to be thankful for the godly parents that you have. And man, if you have a, a wife who is quietly faithful, you need to tell her how much you appreciate her. You need to praise her. And you need to let other people know that you have a godly wife and you need to express your appreciation to her every day. Tell her that you love her. Tell your mom that you love her. For some, I realize that your mom has passed on. My mother passed away many years ago. And you're not able to thank her. But I would encourage you to do this, to make it a point that you thank God that your mother was quietly faithful to you. Was she perfect? I don't think there's a perfect mom in this room. But be thankful for what she did for you. If she wasn't perfect, forgive her. And try to straighten her, or help her to straighten up by being an example yourself. And then I want you to notice verse 30. It says, Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain. Think about that the next time you look as someone famous to be your hero. As many followers as they may have on social media, that can disappear like that when they do something wrong. And their definition of wrong is a lot lighter than my definition of wrong. That glistening megawatt smile might be hiding things that you don't know. You see, even those parents that over there are so cool, 
You don't know what goes on when you leave. You don't know what happens at night after you've gone home and to your house. They may have a miserable life, but yet sometimes we can pretend that everything is great and wonderful. And I think a lot of those stars that you see on the internet and on television and in the movies and in politics, they make it look good. But many of them's lives are miserable. Be thankful if you have a mom that's quietly faithful. But it also says that beauty is vain. You see, that beauty doesn't always last. And even on the internet, they realize that. There was one I, when I popped up this on the turned on the internet the other day, popped up with Sharon Stone, 63, still has a body of whatever. Do I care? I don't care. But even the world knows that that beauty doesn't last. And I mean no disrespect and don't get upset with me, but I've gone to the funeral home many times. Been there a lot. And I look at those pictures. And I know a person that has, is, is, is laid out there that may be very old. And you look at those old pictures and you see a beautiful person, beautiful woman. No wrinkles. No gray hair. But now it's different. That's the reality of life. That beauty isn't going to last. And neither is fame. It can be very deceitful. But look what does last. What does matter. But the woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. So favor is deceitful. Beauty is vain. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Now I want you to think of all the wonderful qualities that we see in that passage of Scripture there in Proverbs chapter 31. A lot of words that we don't use are terminology. Technology's changed a little bit, so we may not describe it like they described it there in Proverbs chapter 31. But when you look at all those qualities that she had, you can see that she was thrifty. She had industry. She was kind, compassionate. She had efficiency. She had a business sense. She had discretion, discernment, true love, faithfulness, and all the other graces and virtues of a true woman. But however, with all of those good qualities, the crowning point, the crowning glory of it all, was that she was a woman that feareth the Lord. My friend, you may have all of those other things without the Lord, you won't be what God wants you to be. You see, there's something about God that helps us in this life to be the kind of mom and dad and son and daughter that God created us to be. God gave us a choice. You and I have a choice as to whether or not we want to listen to God. And certainly this woman would have a choice as to whether or not she would want to fear God. But we need to understand this life is going to end someday. And we'll be laid out there 
that funeral home or somewhere. And if we haven't feared the Lord, then what do we have? What have we accomplished? Maybe you're not the perfect mom. And so this morning, I want to encourage you. Stop looking back and start looking from today and forward at what you can be. Because God can help you to be the mom that you need to be. And He can help us to be the dads that we need to be. And He can help us to be the kids that we need to be if we will listen to what He has to tell us. If you have a mother who is quietly faithful, not tooting her horn and saying, look at me, you know, look at my abs, I've got abs of steel. You don't need to hear all that. Just quietly faithful to God. Don't tell her how uncool she is. Don't tell her about everybody else's mom. Instead, you tell her that you appreciate her. And you tell her how much you love her. I found this on the internet years ago, and I know I've read it before. But I'm going to read it again because I think it's important to remind us. I don't know who wrote it, or I would give them credit for it, but here it is. It says, We had the meanest mom in the whole world. While other kids ate candy for breakfast, we had to eat cereal, eggs, and toast. When others had Pepsi and Twinkies for lunch, we had to eat sandwiches. And you can guess our mom fixed us a dinner that was different from other kids that the other kids had too. Mom insisted on knowing where we were at all times. You would think that we were convicts in a prison. She had to know who our friends were and what we were doing with them. She insisted that if we said that we would be gone for an hour, that we would be gone for an hour or less. We were ashamed to admit it, but she had the nerve to break the child labor laws by making us work. We had to wash the dishes, make the beds, learn to cook, vacuum the floor, do laundry, and all sorts of cruel jobs. I think that she could lie awake at night thinking of more things to do to us. She always insisted on us telling the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. By the time we were teenagers, she could read our minds and then life really got tough. Mom wouldn't let our friends just honk the horns and then drive up or drive up or, and drive up. They had to come in the door so that we could meet them. And while everyone else was able to date when they were 12 or 13, we had to wait till we were 16 or 17. Because of our mom, we missed out on a lot of things other kids experienced. None of us have ever been caught shoplifting, vandalizing others' property, or ever arrested for any crime. It's all her fault. We never got drunk, took up smoking, stayed out all night, or a million other things that other kids did. Sundays were reserved for church, and we never missed. Now we have left home. We are all God-fearing, educated, honest adults. And we're doing our best to be mean parents just like mom was. I think that's what's wrong with the world today. We just need more mean moms.
God has a plan. In the beginning, we see that He created the earth and all the things that we have that we can enjoy. The crowning point of that, that creation was man. And God said that it wasn't good for man to be alone, and so He helped, made him a help me, and that was Eve. And so we see Adam and Eve placed in the garden. They were husband and wife. And then we see children come into the world. Sometimes this world gets those things backwards. Have the children, then maybe we'll get married. That's not God's intent. God realized the importance of a mom and a dad. We need to understand God's way is the best way. A male and a female. Mom and dad. Husband and wife. Not man and man, not woman and woman. Doesn't matter how much in love they are, they can't do be what God wants them to be. That's what God had in store. And He loves us and He cares about us. He cares about our family. And sometimes we mess up. And the good thing about God is He's willing to give us a second chance. He'll forgive us for whatever's in our life if we will do what He's told us to do. And Jesus tells us what we need to do in order to have our sins washed away. Because sometimes the things that we do in this life that, we, that mess us up is sinful. And we need to understand that that sin separates us from God. And Jesus tells us how we can be saved by having faith. He says, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. We can put our faith in Him. Put our faith in God. Trust them that what they're telling us that we need to do is the right thing and then doing those things. And so Jesus says, believe. And we believe. We believe what the Bible teaches concerning Him and how we are to live our lives. And so we believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. We repent of our sins. Jesus said in Luke 13, verses 3 and 5, I tell you, nay, but except you repent, ye shall all likewise perish. And so we repent. You have to repent. That means turn away. And so if you've messed up, that means you stop and you're going to start doing what's right. Does that mean you're going to be perfect from here on out? Well, that'd be great. But most of us aren't. And God's made a way back for that. We'll talk about that in a second. But we turn away from our sin. We stop doing those things. We confess the name of Christ before men. And then we're buried with our Lord in baptism to have our sins washed away. We come up a new creature, a new person. Our past is behind, washed away. We don't have to dwell on it. That's why I said leave the past back there and start living today. Because that's all we have. And when we do mess up as a Christian, 1 John chapter 1 tells us that if we'll confess our sin before Him, He'll forgive us of our sin. And so if you're a Christian you haven't lived like you should, maybe you've made some mistakes, straighten those things up today. If you're a quietly faithful mom, I want to encourage you to keep on being faithful. Keep doing what you're supposed to do. If you need to respond this morning to the invitation, you can come and have a seat up here on the front row while we stay in this thing.